You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 318 with Lainey Schwartz. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am so excited to have Lainey on the show today. With it leading up to Christmas, I thought this would be a great time to have this episode because you may be feeling a little stressed out with company coming, or you may just be feeling a little stressed out in regards to preparing meals as the kids are off of school and they are wanting to eat 24-7, and it's now day one million of the Christmas break, and you're like, I'm done making dinner for everyone. I don't want to do this. So this is for you guys, okay? Um, I wanted her to come on and talk about her journey one, because if you are feeling a little bit like you want to do something different, I love asking moms how they started their journey. So she was a former first and second grade teacher, and then she decided to start a food blog and stay home because she was having kids. So if you feel like you resonate with that, I I hope that this inspires you. Um, But for for those of you that are just kind of like, I want to know like, how do you figure out how to cook with confidence? And, you know, how do you figure this out? Um, Like taking the stress out of the kitchen. And I know we all get into a rut and, you know, it's like you're cooking the same thing and even you're tired of it. The kids are tired of it. Your husband's like, oh, we're having this again. You know, you know how it goes unless you're, you know, Betty Crocker and you're just like doing it all and Martha Stewart and whatnot. So, I hope that this gives you guys a little excitement and I don't know, some creativity and helps you troubleshoot this holiday um, break. And obviously if you hear this later on, you totally can apply this. Um, But I wanted to give you guys this information as we go into the holidays, you may be feeling overwhelmed knowing that family is staying with you. You're just like, I don't even know what to do. Um, I think this will will really kind of give you the encouragement that you need. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Lainey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I like to start the show with an icebreaker and I always love to leave my listeners inspired um, a little bit more than when they started the episode. Um, So the question I like to ask is what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? That's a great question. And I think that this question would be either from my younger self from a million years ago, even and even just a few years ago as well, but to really just listen to my gut. Like mm. I think I have a really strong gut intuition and I found I've found over the years that it's been correct in so many ways and and I've sometimes gone against that and then wish I had just listened to it. So I feel like just going with what your gut reaction is is always the best thing to do. Yeah, I've had a lot of guests kind of say stuff like that. Kind of like you know the answer Uh, trust yourself. And so I think as we get older, I think that we're a little bit more in tune to that. We kind of did know the answer, right? But maybe we kind of hesitated or we're a little nervous that maybe we don't. And um, that's why I like asking this question because it's sometimes it's interesting to see if there's an overlap or if there's a pattern um, or if people just say things that are completely different and things that you didn't even think about. So um, yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I feel like after becoming a mom too, like you just it like kicks in even harder. It's like, Oh, I, I, you just know. And so, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I agree. Observation for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how about you tell us your full name, where you live and how many kids you have? Yeah. So my name is Lainey Schwartz. I currently live in Los Angeles, um, with my two girls and you might hear my dog running tippy tapping in, in the background. Sorry about that. Um, I live in Los Angeles with my two girls, their ages eight and 10. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have an eight and 11 year old. So very oh, similar, nice. close in age. Yes. Nice. And they're girls. Um, okay. So Lainey, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today? And then we'll jump into the interview. So back in the day, um, what feels like a million years ago, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught first and second grade for many years and teaching was really my first passion. And um, from there, when I started to have kids, I had to make the decision, you know, was I going to go back to teaching once I had my kids um, or was I going to try to do something else to be able to stay home with them? Um, At that point, I was already loving to cook. I was posting photos on Facebook of, you know, my dishes and dishes. I mean, whatever I was making for dinner, just kind of for fun. Um, And I discovered food blogs. I really didn't know what blogs were or, um, you know, that this was a career or a job for people. And I saw that people were, you know, creating recipes, posting them on their blog, writing about it. And that was their job. And when I realized that, I remember the moment that I realized that that was a thing and it just clicked for me. And I was like, okay, number one, I can do that. And number two, I, I want to do that. And I just kind of made that decision in that moment. I had only had one child at that point. Um, and when my second child was born, when she was six months old and my oldest one was about two, I don't know why I thought that was a good time to start yeah. this, but I just started and I just really um, didn't have many expectations and just wanted to kind of give it a go. And I just had my eight-year blog anniversary. And wow. that's kind of how, how it all began. That's awesome. So two things. Um, we're going to have you talk about kind of just, you know, taking the stress out of the kitchen, you know, getting out of the rut. But I do like how you started this because I think so many moms, especially listening to this podcast, I really encourage um, them to kind of go after, you know, their dreams. I, I'm a life coach and, you know, really help moms mm-hmm. that are in their late thirties going to forties. It's like, they're transitioning. They're kind of like, is this what I really want to keep doing with my life? But I think people are afraid to take that next step or they're just kind of like, I don't know. Um, so with you taking this leap, you know, what do you feel like, what do you feel like you wish you could have told yourself like back in the day, you know, when you started this? Cause I think so many moms are just like, I don't know if I can do this. It's like, it's saturated. There's other people Mm -hmm. on there, right? Like all the thoughts that go through everyone's had, especially women. Um, Do you have any thoughts for those moms that are wanting to start something? Yeah. I mean, I think that I was really lucky in the sense that the timing of when I started, it it was before social media was what it is today, right? Like Mm -hmm. there wasn't that major comparison. It was just Instagram and Facebook and people were just posting pictures. The video wasn't really a thing. Um, It was just very different. And so I think I was... I was very naive about it. I didn't, I didn't, I had a couple of food bloggers that I loved and admired and looked up to, but that was it. I wasn't, I didn't really go into it. And again, I think this, I just got lucky in this. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to, you know, have all these lofty goals. I just kind of started. And, and again, that's really the advice that I would give to people even now with feeling like, Oh, so saturated. And I don't know if I can do it you'll never know until you just start. Um, and it's never going to be, it's never going to be perfect. Um, eight years in and it's still a mess and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but (laughs) that's how every entrepreneur feels, I think. Um, and so just get started and know that it is, it's not linear and there's, it's such a roller coaster, but just 
being consistent and continuing to show up is the number one most important thing. So if you can really commit to the long game and not just be in it for Mm -hmm. a quick win or just for the followers or really doing something that you love, um, that you can do forever or for, you know, whatever that means to you, then that's the ticket. I love it. Okay. So let's jump back into the cooking and stuff like that. Um, I'm curious because, you know, I feel like moms talk about this a lot and, you know, it's just, it gets stressful. You're kind of like, that's why so many people just go through the drive through especially if you have sports and all these activities and, but you're kind of like, well, I want to eat better. I don't want to just be eating out all the time and things are expensive, but so are groceries. And we were talking about that before, but, um, I'm curious <laughs> with, you know, making it so that it's not so stressful. Like I, I think mm-hmm. so many moms are just like, I don't even know how to cook really great, you know? And like, is this really fun? It just feels like a lot of work. And I'm just curious, like, what would you recommend to those moms that are just feeling the stress of just trying to feed everybody? There's like, let's just get it done. And then it feels miserable. Yep. Well, I think also number one, normalizing that feeling. I am someone who, who loves to cook. It's my job. You know, when I have the time and energy and space to do it, there's it's, it's therapeutic for me. But, you know, as a mom with young kids, I don't know a single mom, even the ones who love to cook or hate to cook. We all feel the same way. We got to get it done. We have busy lives. And sometimes it's not, and often, not even sometimes, often it's not enjoyable to make a meal or three meals plus snacks every single day for so many years. It's it's hard. It's forever, literally forever. It feels like forever. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like forever. And especially coming off of the past few years. Yeah you know, even more so it just, it, it's a lot. And so, you know, people, I think people think that because I do what I do, that I'm always just like happy, go lucky in the kitchen and making these beautiful meals. And that's not the case. I get in huge ruts and it, it's, it's a totally normal feeling. And so I think in terms of advice for people, number one, I think that people, whether it's just through social media or wherever it is, think that cooking is more difficult than it needs to be. Mm. So, and I think a lot of people out there, whether it's a blogger or a cooking show, you know, they're doing things to kind of elevate cooking a little bit more. And my whole thing is to really make cooking approachable and doable for the everyday home cook, for the everyday mom or parent. Um, And because we have to eat. And so, like you said, you're either going to go to the drive through, you're going to order takeout, which is going to end up, you know, adding up so quickly. And you're spending so much money on takeout if you're doing that more often than not. Um, and cooking just doesn't have to be so difficult. You don't have to have all of these fancy ingredients. You can use just a handful of spices and make, you know, 10 different dishes using those three spices. And so if you really understand some really basic techniques, like, uh, for example, roasting vegetables or how to cook a chicken breast properly, um, how to season your food properly. You can pull together really delicious homemade meals in a short amount of time. And I think people don't necessarily realize that. Um, and my role is to kind of be that person to show them that it can be done really simply and delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about chicken breast for a minute, because I feel like yeah. that's something that you're like, okay, you can't undercook it like beef because uh-huh. uh-huh. you'll get food poisoning. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're like, and you can easily overcook it. And then it's so dry. Yep. So um, yep. what is your thoughts? Like, what is your tip on like 
making chicken very easily without ruining it or getting food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is like one of the number one questions that I get all the time, because just like you said, you don't want rubbery chicken. You don't want flavorless chicken, Um, but you don't want to die. So I mean, right, exactly. So um, it's actually really simple. And the tips I'm going to share are, um, they're really simple, but they can make a really big difference. So there's a couple of things when it comes to boneless, skinless, chicken breasts, which again, people have all these troubles with it, but they also use it all the time. And so let's actually figure out how to do it. So a couple of things. Number one, if you can remember to remove your chicken from, well, actually backing up, marinating boneless, skinless chicken breasts automatically is going to give it so much more flavor than if you're just pulling it out of the fridge and sticking in the pan or into the oven. So giving it time to really soak up those flavors. Mm -hmm. And I think people would think about the word marinade and that that sounds really fancy. You can literally pour, you know, some olive oil, some balsamic, um, and that's it, you know, some salt, pepper, and that's it. And let it kind of sit, maybe squeeze some lemon juice, but just giving it that flavor, letting it sit overnight. But I would say minimum like an hour is is really going to make a difference in the flavor of the chicken. Okay. Yeah. So marinating, if you can, even just throwing it on a grill in the summer, like that's a really easy, quick thing that you can do in less than five minutes. Um, to kind of amp up the flavor there. Number two, before you cook your chicken, if you can remember, like while you're getting everything together, but pulling it out of the fridge ahead of time, even if it sits for 15, 20 minutes, ideally maybe like 30 minutes, um, letting it come down to almost room temperature. So again, you're not going to die with your chicken sitting out for a little bit. It's going to be fine. But basically putting, and this goes for any meat, this goes for you know, pork, fish or pork, pork anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, beef. So if you think about it, you're taking a meat from the fridge, which is like super tough and kind of tight, putting it in a hot skillet. That's where you get that rubbery texture. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. letting it kind of come down to room temperature a little bit, then cooking it can really help to keep it nice and tender. So that is a tip as well. And then also with chicken breasts, um, often depending on where you buy it, you know, one side could be really thick and the other side can be really thin. And Uh so if you can, I'm not a chicken, you can buy them like cutlets, which basically is like a thinner version. Right. Um, that's going to be more expensive because you're basically paying for the labor of somebody pounding out your chicken. So you can do it yourself. Um, you can pound it out yourself. Or what I like to do is actually, uh, just like take a really sharp knife and kind of making cutlets yourself and it doesn't have to be perfect but just cutting the chicken in in half horizontally so you have two cutlets just help it cook more easily and um kind of just helps it cook more evenly and therefore you're not going to have one side overcooked and the other side raw if that makes sense that makes sense yeah i'm curious with the uh grill right like that's an easy technique but i feel like if you don't really know how long to keep it on the grill again you can have it like raw in the middle and then it's getting yeah. charred. All right. So do you have um, mm-hmm. a, a, an easy solution to like how hot the grill should be and then how long you're leaving it on each side? Yeah. So I, I, and I think that people are often intimidated by the grill and I used to be as well until I just, again, kind of like with entrepreneurship until you just, just start, start doing, doing it, it. Right. Yeah. Like you might mess up a few times, you might char a few things, but you will soon figure it out. And a grill is really just a combination of like a stove slash oven, right? Yeah, so right. 
when I'm cooking on the stove, like if you think of it like that, uh, you're typically cooking on something maybe like, you know, medium high heat. And so, you know, kind of turn your grill up to like the medium high heat. You'll quickly learn if your grill runs really hot. Yes. And Mm -hmm. if you need to turn it down to low, like you have to get to know your appliances. And it's something I talk about a lot too, but someone's stove on medium high might be way too high for what you're trying to cook. So on the grill, you know, think of it like a stove. And then when you close it, a lot of them will show you the temperature. You know, you're typically not going to cook a chicken breast at like 650 degrees. So just kind of like play with the temperatures and just see what happens. Like see what happens when you leave the chicken on there for three minutes. But I would say like the rule of thumb generally, if you have a piece of chicken that's a, that's about one inch thick, it's about six to seven minutes on each side. And that goes for the grill, that goes for the stove, um, but that's kind of generally. And then again, you just, I, I like people to look at recipes and use them as a guide sure. as opposed to like set in stone. So look at that, try it, and then take a look at your food and just start paying attention, like what's working, what makes sense, and tweak from there. I like that. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life, but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind, or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30 minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Living. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's talk about getting out of a rut. I think, you know, it's it's like the kids are either complaining or you're kind of like, oh my gosh, we're just eating the same thing again. And then that also makes it not exciting and stressful. And um, so what is your thoughts with trying to figure out, I guess, you know, sometimes people are looking at the beginning and maybe in the weekend, they're trying to figure out the week, right? Like what groceries, what are they making for the week? Do you have a technique that kind of helps you set it up? It's okay. It was at the dog barking. And so just going along with like trying to like, keep things fun. And then, you know, not eating the same food, but also not being so overwhelmed by getting all these different types of groceries, right? Like you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to just change up yeah. everything. What is your thoughts? 
Yeah, it's, it's tough. So there's a couple of things I can tell you kind of how I quote meal plan. I'm not really a meal planner, but I'll tell you what I do. And then in terms of like being in a rut, there's a few things that I like to do that really help kind of break me out of them. And number one, I would say, depending on where, where you live and the time of year, even sometimes just like going to a different grocery store, like mm. some people aren't people, some people like to have their groceries delivered. I'm sure. a grocery store person. Yeah. So even just switching up, like if you always go to Trader Joe's and there's another one nearby or a little bit further, go to a different store. Just having things like look and set up differently sometimes can be inspiring. Or, you know, if you don't usually go to a Whole Foods, even just going in and just browsing to get some some inspiration. Um, I find that just changing it up a little bit can really just kind of spark some inspiration for me. Yeah, um, like that. Number two, intentionally taking time off. So rather than like making a decision to like, Oh, or like lack of decision, actually, like, you know, am I going to make dinner tonight? Are we going to do takeout? Actually make the decision ahead of time to give yourself days off and know that, okay, I only have to make dinner, you know, these three nights or these four nights. And I know that I'm going to get Saturday night off and Tuesday night off and whatever. So that it just doesn't take up that mental space for you. And just having that break or even giving yourself a full week off, whatever it is, but taking that rest can yeah. also help reinvigorate you. I like it. Um, and then I don't know that everybody loves this, but <laughs> I love watching cooking shows. So yeah. I'll watch like, you know, Barefoot Contessa or whatever show it is that you love. And I can watch a show that I've seen a million times, but I've just watched somebody else cook it and it, it gets me excited. So I don't know if that is lame, but it works for me almost every time. I think that, and and also too, if you are a visual learner, I think that really helps, right? To see kind of like yes. break it down versus trying to just read a recipe. Exactly. Yeah. So that really helps. And then in terms of like how I kind of keep it interesting. So there's some people who are really diligent meal planners. They plan out every single meal for the whole week or two weeks, whatever it is. That doesn't work for me. If that works for you, that's awesome. But I like to really cook what is inspiring me kind of in the moment. So I have a hard time knowing what I want for dinner tomorrow, let alone Friday mm. or Saturday. Yep. Um, so I like to kind of keep my options open. So I always have in my freezer, uh, like frozen meat. So, you know, frozen chicken, frozen ground beef, ground turkey, pork, fish, whatever, you, whatever you eat, um, always have it frozen and it's kind of fully stocked so that you have options. Um, and then from there, my pantry is also always stocked with the things that I know that we use, not the stuff that so-and-so on Instagram has, or, you know, this chef said that I should have, but things that I know that my family eats. So we always have different shapes of pasta, maybe some gluten-free, some brown rice, whatever it is, um, you know, white rice, sushi rice, um, tomato sauces, the things that I know that we like and will actually eat. And that's not going to sit in my pantry for a year and then throw it out. Um, so there, so my pantry is always stocked. My freezer is always stocked. And then from there, all I really have to worry about is the fresh produce. So I just get inspired by whatever is at the store and what looks good and what's in season. And then I can kind of create meals from there, pull out a couple of frozen proteins from the freezer and then decide what I'm going to do with it throughout the week. And that's kind of how I keep things interesting. Yeah. I like that because I think some people feel like they have to meal plan like completely. Some people do have to do that depending on their schedule and all that. Um, 
but having enough like stocked stuff that then you're, mm-hmm. if you're just picking up produce, then maybe you can have a little bit of wiggle room to kind of figure out what you want. Um, yep. Now, what are you doing in regards to groceries being so expensive? Like, have you yeah. modified anything? Cause I, I asked that because I think some people might be having to drop down to more processed food and maybe they were eating more mm-hmm. fresh food, but they're kind of like, Oh, this is really blowing our budget. Like is, mm-hmm. has anything changed for you that you might have any suggestions for um, the listeners it's, on what to do? Yeah, it's so tricky. I mean, that is, I mean, it's also a little bit different for me. It is, it is my job. It's my work. Um, and so I don't, you know, my, how I, how I shop and where I shop and all of that, it's, it's what I do for work. So it it has made, I've, I've noticed it's, it's it's so expensive and Mm -hmm. it's, it's really crazy. And it's honestly, it's scary. Um, but in terms of, you know, if you're needing to buy more processed food, you know, even for a shorter period of time, do it. Like I'm really not here to shame anyone into like needing to have like all whole foods. Like I under, you can, you can have, you can have a mix. And if that means buying a little bit more processed food and mixing with some more fresh things, great. Like whatever you have to do, there are more affordable options out there now, which is really great. You know, there's great options at Target, at Walmart. They have um, some really great things. Even Costco has some great things. Um, And so you can get things for a better price, Um, but it's all, it just, honestly, I don't know how any of us are doing it. Like getting gas, getting food, like it's, it's crazy, but even shopping and cooking at home, all the prices are going up. So cooking at home, even though it's more expensive, it's still less expensive than eating out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, for the most part, it's healthier. So um, you know, because yeah. it just you just don't know what you're getting there. Um, exactly. So for okay, so one more thing that I kind of wanted to touch on too is, yeah. you know, I feel like so many people feel like they have to do it all, right? Like you know. Mm-hmm especially if you like people who love cooking, it's very hard to like compare yourself to somebody who loves cooking, especially like if you want to entertain or have people over. Um, And then maybe you kind of find yourself not wanting to do that because you're like, Oh, are they going to judge me? I don't know. Do you have any like Mm -hmm. thoughts on how to make that a little bit easier and not just feel like, Hey, I'm ordering pizza. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. but people really want to be hospitable, but they're just kind of like stressed. They're, they're just thinking, Oh, I'm just not like a really amazing cook. So therefore I'm just never going to have anybody over for meals. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So any thoughts on that? Yeah. Those are my favorite people to help. Like, so my first thought is reach out to me and I'm happy to help you. Um, I think again, like if you're not willing to try and to start, then you're never going to get better at it. So unfortunately, the only way to get better at it is to do it. And you can practice with your family. If you want to have you know, if you want to have friends over and make whatever it is that you want to make, then practice it with your family and try making the meal ahead of time. And so that you get more comfortable with it. And then um, you can kind of build from there and you don't have to do everything from scratch, right? Like if you're having some friends over and you want to make the main course, pick up appetizers or pick up a side dish or ask someone else to bring something. You can still host really nicely and not have to do it all because none of us should have to do it all. It's, it's too much. Yes. Yeah. That is a good idea. Is there anything that you kind of recommend people making when people come over? Is there something that you're like, this is a go-to that like 
is kind of mm-hmm. a crowd pleaser? It totally depends on the time of year and like what the situation is. Like if it's a barbecue or if it's, you know, a sit down dinner party. So it really depends on that. But definitely my number one rule is to not have something where you're like having to stand over the stove. So yeah. something that you can, you know, put in the oven or um, make ahead of time and just heat up or can be served at room temperature. So where most of the steps or all of the steps can be done ahead of time, um, that's always my recommendation. Yeah. I think that's, I know when you start feeling like a short order cook, like that is not helpful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So Lainey, we're almost at the end of the show. Is there anything else that you want to add or that you kind of, you wanted to touch on that we might've missed? Um, you know, I just like, as I mentioned before, I was a first grade teacher. And I think that so much of what I learned as a teacher applies to what I'm doing now. And what I found over the years is that people who don't think that they're good cooks, it it all Mm. comes down to confidence. And so if you're not confident in the kitchen, it can be really challenging. And sometimes the people who feel the most intimidated in the kitchen don't really know where to turn, don't know what questions to ask or who to ask. And I always encourage my audience to come to me with all of your stupidest questions. So the question that you're too embarrassed to ask somebody else because you feel like you should already know the answer when it comes to cooking, um, I'm your person. So if you are feeling intimidated, find someone, whether that's me or somebody else that you can ask questions to. I mean, it's the beauty of social media that you can really connect with people. And sometimes it just, like you said, if you're a visual learner or watching somebody do something can really make you feel like I can do that. And so I would just encourage people to, if they do want to learn and they do want to build their confidence in the kitchen, just, just start and you will learn along the way. I love that. Yeah. I think like you said, it's like, it just takes time. For me, I started making more steaks and stuff like that on the grill and Mm -hmm. it kind of was intimidating. I didn't use the grill and it just took time. And some of them still, I have to figure it out because like a flat iron steak, I do like it in a flat iron skillet, um, but that makes more mess. Um, But they're not cut evenly. So kind of like mm-hmm. what you're saying, it's like, oh, it's, it's just, it's all trial and error. Totally. <laughs> and sometimes exactly. you're like, yeah, I nailed it. And then other times you're like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> And that's okay. And then you can order pizza or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I agree. I think that's the thing, just really trying to play around with it and, um, and just figuring it out and, and just taking mm-hmm. those risks, because I think it's easy to be like, well, I don't know. And I don't want to mess up. And then you end up not doing anything. So um, exactly. yeah, well, this was great. Um, Lainey, where can people find you? And then I will also put this in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so my website is life is but a dish.com. All my recipes are there. Um, I have programs and courses and meal plans as well to help support you in your cooking journeys. Um, and then on Instagram at life is but a dish and TikTok. So I'm pretty much Perfect. at life is but a dish everywhere. Awesome. Well, Lainey, thank you yeah. so much for coming on the show today. It was so great talking of to course. you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there. 